everybody, welcome to another edition of Mental Conditioning Gym Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Allen. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the gym. Here we go again. We're going to get into some heavy training this week. Guess what? It's just me and you. No guests in the, in the gym with us today, but you know what? I always like to slow it down a little bit, kind of digest all the work that we put in when we have our sparring partners with us because we do some heavy sparring and those sparring sessions really, really, really go fast and the information that we give out is so, so very, very swiftly coming towards us and sometimes we have to take our time, process that, break it down a little bit more. So this is why I like to kind of just reset and say, you know what, it's just me and you, we're going to break it down, break down in general the things that we need to use to be able to process each and every time we have sparring partners, how we get through our lives, how we navigate through our lives. This is a process. The mental conditioning gym, the whole mental conditioning movement, it's a process. Uh, we, we really, 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 really teach off of the principles of mental conditioning. That's very, very important to us. That's very important to the growth, growth of us. That's very important to us in our all-important fight against life which is our biggest opponent, which is the opponent that we face each and every day when we get up, when we, you know what, brush our teeth, we wash our face, and we take that shower, and we get ready to go out to see the rest of the world. We are preparing for that opponent called life, ladies and gentlemen, and we need to really, really make sure that we have certain principles that we go by. It's not just Elliot Allen coming on here, spewing his ideas and his opinions about things. It's really the principles. Even when we have our sparring partners in here and they're giving us ideas, I want you guys to start to train your ears to be able to train your minds as you're receiving that information that they're giving to you into your ears as you're processing it in your mind i want us all to be able to process that with the four principles of mental conditioning that we go by those four principles that we use in the mental conditioning movement is self-evaluation first and foremost our decision making skills our big picture as well as staying the course so i want that to become secondary to you whenever you come into the physical mental conditioning gym we have that written right up on the walls those principles that's what we teach that's what we are training that's what we're training our mind to have that embedded in our mindset each and every time we have a challenge in our lives we want to be able to use those principles i keep talking about those principles it really is just a, a breakdown frankly of the mental conditioning um definition that we have it's, it's just a breakdown of that and it makes it a little bit more simpler for us to be able to analyze you know the strengthening of our minds to enhance our decision making skills toward our big picture while staying the course that's the full definition but we've broken that down to the four principles of mental conditioning and it's very important to live by those principles again it's not what i'm coming here and telling you it's not what you know my opinion is it's very very simple it's it's really understanding those principles and if we can incorporate that into our daily lives as we process sparring partners that we experience here on the mental condition and gym podcast and just the special sparring partners that we have in our own lives the people that we spar with keep in mind ladies and gentlemen the mental condition and gym is anywhere we have you know constructed a place uh, where you can actually go here in New York City where we do have an actual structure that we call the mental conditioning gym. We do do mental sparring in there. We do do workshops in there. We do do a whole host of things, seminars and, and our, you know, uh, reality-based seminars, 
scenario-based seminars. We do all of these things in the gym, but the reality, the real truth of the matter is that our sparring can be anywhere. It can be in our homes. It can be on our jobs. The people that we talk to, the people that we interact with, we're constantly sparring with them. They can be our spouses. They can be our children, believe it or not. They can be our parents. They can be our friends, our cousins, whoever it is. In some cases, our mortal enemies are actually our sparring partners because we're learning to be able to grow in our mindset. But it's very important to understand those principles of mental conditioning. So while you're having those sparring sessions, while you're talking to people, you're able to install and you're able to really, really process what they're giving you and what they're telling you and you're using those principles of mental conditioning. So that's the most important part that I want people to understand. When you hear us talk about mental conditioning gym, and you hear us talking about the mental conditioning movement in itself, always understand that it's what I like to call reality-based thinking, and that we're training our minds to be able to deal with reality, to be able to process it, to be able to make decisions behind it, to be able to identify a big picture, and also be able to get back on the course when we get knocked off. That's the essence of what mental conditioning is. There's always so many questions about it. There's questions about the mental conditioning gym, but in the essence, that's what it's really all about. When we have our guests on here, we kind of go through their stories, and I want people to really start to listen to that with more of a training ear. I want you to be a little bit more trained when you're hearing those stories, to be able to hear those elements that they are actually installing. In a lot of cases, when they were going through it, they didn't actually realize that they were using some of the principles of mental conditioning. But we have that advantage of we have that right in front of us. Write that down, those principles of mental conditioning. So as you hear those stories, you can actually hear it and, and like, wow, that's very, very powerful. That's why sometimes as we sit here, there's great emotion um, that gets experienced during these interviews. Sometimes, you know, people are very emotional about what they're sharing. It's not something that I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to bring, you know, um, that much emotion out of people. But when they start to dig deep and you think about the decision-making process, when you go back in your life, what do we always tell people? Go back. Now, let's let's rewind. I asked them to start at the top. And then what do we say? We're going to make you rewind the tape all the way back to the beginning. And when we do that, we, we are putting them in a position to be able to think about what their decision-making process. And then we are lucky. We're blessed that they're there right in front of us being able to share their stories right there in the mental condition and gym because what they're doing, not only are they recalling those things, but they're evaluating it. And sometimes these are things that you, they didn't really think about themselves until they're telling us about it. And now they're kind of evaluating that decision that they made. And sometimes it becomes very emotional because you're realizing, wow, you know what? This is where I was at mentally at that time. I didn't even really realize I was there, but this is why I made that decision. This is why I'm making the decisions that I'm making right here and right now. So that's a really, really important um, piece for us to not just pick out when we're hearing other people's stories, but that's an important piece for us to pick out as we go through our lives and to be able to instill that mindset and those principles into each and everything that we do. So that's why I like to slow it down and do these solo shows and just kind of, you know, put that information out there and just kind of take our time and break it down to understand why we're doing what we're doing and give ourselves some personal tips about what we need to do to mentally strengthen our, our minds. Not just myself, I'm not just you, but myself as well. I'm always looking for different ways to sharpen my mind, to be able to sharpen the tools 
iron sharpens iron. So everybody that listens to me is iron. Everybody that part that gives me any information to me is iron. I don't care what position that person may be in. It doesn't matter. They can be somebody on the street that's asking for money or asking for food. Guess what? I, if I have a conversation with them, me personally, I consider them as being iron because they do have information that I can process. Why are you out here? What is that process that made you go out here? If you listen to their stories, a lot of times there's iron in there. Maybe not the situation where you would agree, but there's iron in there that got them to that point to where it may be as a negative. It's clearly a negative. But what made you say, you know what, I'm going to give up. And I'm just going to go here and I'm going to just ask people for money. I'm going to go here and I'm possibly going to eat out of that garbage can down the end of the street. We take those decisions. But that's a decision, ladies and gentlemen, that that person had to make. And we take that for granted when we see that. Like, oh, look at this guy. He's eating out of the garbage. Look at this girl. She's eating out of the garbage. But that's a decision that a human being at some point had to make. They wasn't born eating out of garbage cans. They wasn't born begging for people for, begging people for money. But at some point in their life, they made that decision to be able to, to do that. They made the decision to say, you know what, I give up. To me, that's iron in a certain sense because what made you do that? What made you give up? That's a lesson that we can learn. Not a lesson that we're going to go down that road, but a lesson for us to say it can happen to anybody. Sometimes when you hear their story, you'll be like amazed and like, wow, that's the track you was on? And now this is where you're at? Listen to their stories. Listen to many, many people. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story to tell. Even if you may not respect the position that they're in, everybody has a story to tell. And that's, to me, part of being able to grow. That's part of the muscles that we use. That is excellent sparring. This is why I love that term of mental sparring. I, you know, I use that analogy all the time about boxing. The better your sparring partners, the better you're going to be on actual fight night. Sparring is your practice. But if you bring in guys that just really, they don't have anything to add to your to their skill level, and you're just beating the, the, the living daylights out of these guys, you're not getting any better. And whatever it is, if you're playing any sport, if you're playing basketball, and you keep every day competing against people that. You know, they're just not on your level. You're not really challenging yourself. You're not really getting better. You need to go up and, and, and compete against people who have a high skill level. Those are the ones that will really make you challenge yourself, really, really make you say, you know what? I got to really dig in deep because these particular competitors are really, really good at what they do. Their craft is really, really impressive. So this is something that is very, very important to understand about sparring and where does sparring come from? Why is sparring so important um, for us in, in finding the correct sparring partners is, is monumental in our growth. So it is very exciting to me, again, to have the guests that we have on. I know that we have, for sure, you know, some upcoming guests that are just, I mean, just off the chain. Can't wait for you guys to hear them. Um, come on in the Dynamic Sparring Partners. So look out for that coming up uh, in, in the very near future. We're kind of staying in the theme of, you know, our women. Uh, this is, you know, uh, April going into May. And so we've been really started off the season in hot fashion um, of having our females on celebrate coming out of, you know, Women's Celebration Month, going into the month of Mother's Day. So we're celebrating our women and they are not doing nothing short of absolutely raising the bar uh, of the sparring partner and the sparring that's been going on in the Mental Conditioning Gym podcast and the Mental Conditioning Gym itself. 
and the, the, the heat is not going to get turned down in any way, shape, form, or fashion over the course of the next month. So they're really going to be coming on. So uh, that's also a, a heads up. You know, I'm looking for my guys to come on. We're working on those shows. So I'm looking for my guys to also come on and turn up the heat as we get ready to go into June uh, in a few more months, um, a few more weeks. Uh, we'll be going into June. And then we want to get the guys on uh, for Father's Day, and we want them to represent as well. And I'm sure they will. We're working on those, um, getting those guests and securing those shows as well. So stay in with us. Stay in tuned uh, in the Mental Conditioning Gym podcast. If you're down in the New York City area, please, please, please come by the Mental Conditioning Gym and get in, get involved and do some of the mental sparring that we'll be doing. Because the sparring that we do here on the podcast is very, very powerful. Very powerful. But the sparring that we actually do in the gym is just as powerful, maybe even more because it's more interactive where we have, you know, groups of people there. Uh, not a large group. Uh, sparring sometimes, you know, if you elevate it of too many people, it's, it, it kind of gets a little bit out of control. But we keep those groups nice. That's one of the things that we offer. We keep those, you know, groups kind of small to where the sparring can be very productive. Each piece of iron is very, very much recognized, and, and each piece of iron is really, really sharpening the whole room. So I'm really excited about the future. I'm really excited about the prospects of it. So let's get into a mental conditioning's um, Jim's podcast topic for the day, which is going to be, this one is going to be very, very interesting to me because this is going to be a tool. This is a tool that we need to use. I always talk about strengthening our minds and sharpening our minds and, you know, building mental strength. But I, I, I want to really stop, especially on these solo podcasts, to talk about what is it, what exercises do we use to actually build mental muscle? Sometimes I get so excited with what we're doing, I stop, you know, I, I kind of a little remiss in not mentioning the actual exercises or you know, giving people the exercises that, you know, I use and I certainly would recommend to you to use. But I want to say also here, one of the main things that we try to do in the mental condition and movement itself is we try to give the power to the people. We try to give the power to the mindset of you, anybody who's involved with the mental condition and movement, because we believe that though everybody has the same mind. We're all born with the same mind, but it's just how you build those muscles, just like our bodies. It's the same thing. I always use that parallel. We're all born with the same bodies, but it's how you take care of your body that's going to make it look the way that it's going to look. In some cases, we have certain circumstances. Physically, some people have faster metabolism. Some people have slower metabolism. So yes, they do have to do things in a certain way. Some people have to really watch what they eat because their metabolism is not the same as somebody else who's kind of like, you know, I eat pretty much what I want. I just burn it off real quick. Some people don't. So they have to, you got to really slow it down on, 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 the, on the comfort foods. No cakes, no ice cream. Some people have to be really disciplined with that. Well, others can eat cake, drink soda, and then go right to the gym. Or sometimes they don't, they can miss a few days and it's still okay. So in that sense, yes, there's, there's certain variations, but we all have to understand to physically train our bodies. We have to put the work in and our minds are the same way. But we have the option of looking at it and making those things personalized. For you as an individual, you can work on whatever part of your body you want. It's not so rigid that I'm telling you, you have to work on this one. You're trained to tell you, you have to work. You can go into the gym and decide whatever it is that you want to do. And I'm very careful about that with building mental muscle. For me, um, you, if you listen to my show, if you listen to um, Mental Conditioning Mondays, if you come to my workshops and you hear me speaking, I 
very rarely, if ever, will tell people what to do. Because I believe that everybody has the mindset to be able to come up with the right answers and the right solutions. Yes, we use those four principles to be able to guide you to do that. And we can point things out using those four principles. But it's very important for me to be able to give anyone who gets involved with the mental condition movement that floor to say, give you that confidence to say, you have the ability to do that. It's a, there's a, it's a hell of a battle and it's a hell of a fight. The fight against life is never ending and it's a very tough, 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 tough opponent. And I'm here as a trainer to be able to try to get you in the best possible shape. But it's you in the ring that's fighting. Bottom line, I cannot get into the ring with you in that fight against life. It's you. And so I have to trust in you. Anybody who comes to the gym, anybody who gets involved in the mental condition movement, I trust in you. But what I can do is start to give you exercises that will help you to build stronger, firmer mental muscle. And that's what we do right here. We're going to do that today. We're going to do that right now in the Mental Condition Gym Podcast. So today's topic is going to be mental debt consolidation. Mental debt consolidation. I see this as a great mental exercise. I like analogies, as anybody who knows me. I like analogies because I think those are things that bring, uh, make things clearer to us when we can see it in more of a clearer term. The hardest part about speaking about or training the mind or training for mental muscle is not that easy to see. It's not that easy to see because it's not necessarily something that we can visually see. Our decision-making skills is not something that we easily can see we're getting better. That's why I love again this podcast and the guests that we have on is so very powerful for them to be sitting in front of me and then when we go back over their lives, a lot of times again you're seeing I wish you guys can actually be in the gym with me when we do some of these podcasts because you can see their eyes and their mind turning right in front of me. It's emotional for them and sometimes I gotta catch myself because it's emotional for me because we have to continue to show. But you can see the emotion building up because these are things that are not easily visual to us. And you have to train to be able to see it. But then when you see that growth, it becomes emotional because you're like, wow, you know what? That happened to me back in 1984. But that changed my life. And here it is in 2022. And right now, having this conversation with you, I just realized that something that happened to me in 1984 is driving who I am today. That's a powerful thing because it's actually mental muscle that was starting to get built and you didn't realize it because it's not something necessarily that we see because we're in that battle against life. So we have to point these things out and make these things really, really profound in our thinking. And mental debt consolidation is one of those things that we can do. So let's look at it from, first of all, the obvious of what we all know debt consolidation to me. What is debt consolidation? You know, listen, in a financial a battle out here, uh, we we get into debt. That's one, quite frankly, one of the biggest stressful things that we deal with, certainly as adults. Uh, as we go into adulthood, is just dealing with debt and finances. That's such a stressful thing for us that causes so much mental anguish. It actually makes us lose mental muscle as we're dealing with debt, dealing with finances. It makes us have very, very different decisions. It throws our decision-making off. Sometimes it throws our self-evaluation off. And without a doubt, for sure, it definitely knocks us off the course a time or two. Certainly more than that. Sometimes it clouds our big decision. Think about that person I talked about earlier and we opened up the show about what made that person now say, I'm going to possibly, I've made the decision. I'm going to start eating out of garbage cans. That is a financial thing. 
that made them give up on their finances and say, to hell with this, I give up, I'm just going to eat out garbage cans, or I'm just going to beg people for money. This all comes from debt. What happens a lot of times is we, there's a, there's a college story, I'm speaking to my wife about that, where you, know, you get into college and some people who are not uh, very literal or literate about uh, finances, apparently they get, you get uh, credit cards at a very young age, and my wife told me the story, and she got a credit card in, in college and didn't understand what a credit card was, and just started, she knew that you can buy things with it, but she said she wasn't necessarily clear on the fact that it had to be paid back. And this was something that I didn't just hear from her. I heard this from multiple people that didn't understand that a credit card had to be paid back. Depending on how much debt you get yourself into, that can be a huge problem. Even for those of us who understand that it has to be paid back, sometimes the addiction of having a credit card becomes something that gets out of hand. Because not only do you have one, you have two, you have three, you have four, five. Some people have six or seven different credit cards with tremendous amount of debt on them. And now what happens is at the end of the month, you have to try to pay six or seven different credit cards who are already high. You got to make sure you give all these people money Then you still have, you may be a rent to pay. You still got, you know, uh, 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 food, food that you have to buy for yourself. Maybe your car note, still a bunch of things that you still have to buy. You might still have your cable. So, so many different bills that you're having to pay every month. And that gets what? Overwhelming overwhelming so now what do we have to do we got to try to look at that and say man what what can i do one of the one of the options here that you know is is upon us is debt consolidation debt consolidation it doesn't necessarily forgive the debt so if you owe you know twenty thousand dollars in in credit card fees it's not necessarily that you're going to consolidate that into two thousand no uh, you're still going to owe the twenty thousand dollars but instead of you having those six credit cards now we can kind of get rid of uh, six of them and just give you one credit card. A company will come in and tell you, you know what? Forget about that. We're going to pay all six of those credit cards off for you, and you just pay us the 20000 And that number may be, it may actually be the same amount. It could possibly be the same amount that you were paying if you added up. A lot of times they try to make it a little bit uh, less of a burden for you. So just throw out a number, maybe between all six cards, you were paying $600 a month. Now they tell you, oh, no, 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 you know, we'll pay all of that off. And instead of you paying $600, you just give us $350. A lot of times that's the selling point for them. That's the selling point for them and how they, you know, kind of push that through for you. That's that consolidation. What does that do for you? Gives you more of a clearer path now. How I can get out of debt? How can I fix this financial bind that I'm in? Because when you're paying all of those different bills every month, that gets just to be overwhelming. I don't know, how do I attack one? How do I pay one off? I don't know how to pay one off because I'm having to give each one $200 a month. I'm not sure, how do I attack one? I can't give them any extra because I'm paying all of them the minimum. So how do I ever get out of this debt? So one of the options would be debt consolidation. Now I, you know what, I have one bill, it's still for the 20,000, but they told me I give them 350 a month, that's the minimum. So guess what? I was paying $600 a month, so now I'm going to go back to take, listen, let me tell you, it takes discipline to do that. Many of us do the debt consolidation. I'm sure there's people laughing right now saying, like, <laughs> I've done that, and I still screwed it up, but it, this way, it does take discipline, it does take big picture, and it does take understanding to get back on the course and evaluate what happened. We'll get into that in a few more minutes. But ideally, the way it should work for us is now I'm paying 350 
So guess what? I'm still gonna keep myself on the on the on the mental path. Say I'm paying six hundred, so I'm giving them a little bit extra. Now I see a path to do what? To get to my destination, to get to that big picture. Because my destination, the big picture, was really just to get out of debt. But when you had that many credit cards, paying all of them six hundred dollars, paying all of them the minimum, there just was no path. This is where we actually get to that point where we become that guy or that girl in the street that's saying, you know what, I'm going to go eat out of that garbage can. I'm going to go ask people for money and I just give up. I'm so overwhelmed. This is how these things do come about and how it happens for us. How do we get out of it? How do we start to formulate a big picture for ourselves? Keep in mind that's a huge word. That's part of our principles. How do we get that big picture to where we can say, you know what, I'm marching towards that big picture. What makes us give up? When you don't see a big picture anymore, or you see it, but it's like, I'm absolutely not marching towards it, so I give up. But now this debt consolidation option has given us a course now to say, you know, I'm a little bit energized. I got this $20,000 they gave me, you know what? And give it to me, but I want to have a, a, a path to where I can actually give them some extra, and I can look at that, and when I sit down and look at the numbers, I can actually say, you know what? Shoot, in six years, five years, I can pay this off. I know I have a few, I pay them $600, which is what I've been doing. And then when I have a really good month, I'm motivated now to say, you know what? I'll give them 1000 on a good month. I had made a little extra overtime. Now I'm giving 1000 because I'm more motivated to see the big picture. So that's debt consolidation. That's what we see from an actual X's and O's of foundation. How do we tie that into our mindset? How do we tie that into our everyday lives? How do we tie that into the fight against life that we deal with every day? Consolidation and bills. What does bills equal in our lives? Life challenges. Bills and life challenges are one and the same. That's the parallel here. In our lives, every day that we wake up, we have challenges. No matter what, we have challenges that we go through. That's the bills. One of my very first workshops, not one of, my very first workshop that I ever wrote was called Building the Skills to Pay the Life's Bills. Building the skills to pay life's bills. And it's so very, very profound, you know, during this podcast to bring that up and to relive it. And the funny thing is, ironically, I literally just found that workshop yesterday. I'm at my mom's house and it was in some boxes um, at her house. And I was like, wow, this is the very first workshop um, that I ever wrote. Because life challenges are really our bills. That's the parallel to it. And so it's very easy. Each and every day we wake up, we have different challenges that are going to, you know, push on into our lives. As we get older, different challenges push on into our lives. And there's a word that we all use at some point, And that's what we do. We get overwhelmed in our lives. We get overwhelmed. And, and here's the thing that's so ironic about it. And the thing that's so challenging about life is that the harder we push, the bigger picture that we have. The more ambition that we have, the more that we want to push things to another level and raise the bar of success, guess what? It's more expensive. Life expensive, not financially. It's more expensive. That bill is even higher to pay. It's just like those physical things that we buy. We like nice things. And so we use those credit cards to buy nice things. It feels good to have nice things. But that's much more pressure on us financially to pay for that. Our lives are the same thing. We want to reach our goals. We want to reach our ambitions of where we're trying to go. But that's expensive to our livelihood, to our life. 
And sometimes we have so many different things going on that it makes us reach the point of being overwhelmed. Now we have to really slow down and look at this and really understand how this is going to help us build mental muscle. This is important because many of us, I don't think there's a person out there that has not been overwhelmed at some point in their life. What does that mean to be overwhelmed? And how do we deal with these things of being overwhelmed? First and foremost, let's can look at the all important um, principle of self-evaluation. As I said earlier, one thing that we do in the mental conditioning uh, movement is that we believe in you know, reality-based thinking. I know a lot of times one of the questions that we get, I've been over this many times, people always say, you know, is mental conditioning you know, positive thinking? Of course, to a certain extent. But it's not always going to be positive because life is not always positive. But again, it's really up to you and how you want to process it within, again, those four parameters and four principles of mental conditioning. But sometimes we have to admit what the situation is to correct it. That's like having those. I'm going to keep going back to that because it's easier to explain. That's like having those credit cards. You can always say, yeah, I got these credit cards and the, and the bills are out of control. I'm paying the minimum every month. Everything is great. But you're still, you're not making a dent in any of those credit cards. The reality is that everything is not great. Everything is not going okay. It's not that you're being negative about it. It's just that you have to be able to understand the reality of, I got to do something about this. I have to try to get out of this debt. I have to try to figure out a way to where I can see the end. And our lives are the same way. So when things are going on in our lives and you start to just keep building and keep building and keep mounting, the first step is to self-evaluate. We have to have that self-evaluation to understand, well, what's going on? We have that feeling, I just feel overwhelmed right now. That's easy to say because, because it's a feeling and, and it's a genuine emotion. But this is where we have to put some definition to it. What is going on in your life that's really overwhelming you? Most of the time, what's happening is that so many layers of things. Life is coming at you with so many different layers of things that are all happening at the same time. I wish in life where if we have a major issue that's going on in our life, I wish we had a timeout button and be like, hold, 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 hold on one second. I'm dealing with this situation. So any problems that are going to come to me in the next two years or however long it takes me to solve this problem, you have to hold off until I solve this problem. Unfortunately, life doesn't work that way. I wish we had a pause button on life. Same way again with a credit card. Because you have one credit card that's maxed out at $10,000, these companies are going to give you another one. Instead of them saying, wait a minute, you better take care of that before we give you. And most of the time, our mindset, we want more. We're trying to get nice things, we'll go ahead and get the next credit card. And the next credit card, as long as they keep giving it to us, we're going to take it. And the life is the same way. We are, unfortunately, life, we don't have much choice. It's not our choice. We do have a choice whether or not we're going to get that credit card. But in life, problems come upon us that most times that we really can't help. There's nothing that we can really do about it. You know, we deal with so many different issues that come up in our life that's really out of our control. But those are the bills of our life. So we have to build mental muscle to be able to deal with that. Again, first part of it is to self-evaluate that. What is really happening with this particular problem? That's going to now put us in a position to do what? Make the proper decisions. Make the proper decisions as to how we're going to solve these issues that are going on in our life at a specific time. So let's look at that. What does that look like? What does those? What does that decision making look like? What are the tools that we can use for those decisions once we we reach that point where we understand I'm overwhelmed here? 
what is it that we can do decision-making wise? There's a lot of different options here. There's a lot of different options. One of the options can be just partnerships. You know what? I'm overwhelmed with this particular situation because four and five things that happen to me all at once. But sometimes we have people around us that are willing to help us. They're willing to take some of the load off of us. This is very, very challenging because, of course, they have to be trusted people. Trusted people not only just in your relationship with them, but, in, of course, in their ability to handle what you are actually possibly going to delegate them to help you out with. But it is important for us to do that self-evaluation to see do we have people around us that are capable of helping us, to be able to help us, to say, you know what, I need some help. That goes back and forth. You're bouncing back and forth a little bit with the self-evaluation piece of the puzzle. You're bouncing back and forth with that. You know what? Who are these people around me? It's really, really important for us to really, really recognize, really recognize what the problem is. That when you that'll give you the determination. Say, you know, I can just use you know other people around me to kind of help me. So that's an important piece of the self self evaluation part of it. Elimination. That's another part of decision that is very, very difficult. Remember, we, I just talked about partnerships, people that are in our lives. This is a, probably the most difficult part about mental debt consolidation, consolidation is elimination. When we talked about, you know, making that debt consolidation, we're eliminating some of those credit cards. The different layers of problems that we may have in our lives, and this is where it's really hard when we're talking about the process of elimination now. So much easier to explain that with financial debt consolidation. Because yes, it's, it's very simple math. You know, I got five credit cards. You're telling me, you know what? I'm going to take care of all five of those. I'm just going to give you one. And that's an easy decision to make. But when we're talking about life problems, you have different, you may have family issues with your siblings or parents that you're dealing with battles with them. You're just not getting along with them. You may have your own family. So you're battling now with your spouse. You're having trouble, you know, with agreeing with your spouse on how to raise the children. So parenting now is becoming a, an issue in your life. Your, your kids are giving you a tremendous struggle. They're not doing well in school. They're not behaving well in school. Job. Now your job is also on your back. You're not happy with the job. You know, I'm not happy with the direction of my career. I'm not happy with the way things are going in the direction of my career. Financially, I'm a mess right now. All of these things, that's five things I just ripped off. And it can be so many other things that may seem a little bit smaller, but they can be minute. Maybe something as simple as, you know what? The car right now is not working. And I need to, I need this car. I need to go back and forth to work, but the car is giving me so much trouble. Every other week, I'm having to pay four or $500 to maintain the car. These are all things that are equivalent to bills. They're life challenges that we have to actually go through. How do we get through that? I'm not getting along with the people on my job. I have to deal with COVID. We have that coming out. All of these things, believe it or not, are overwhelming to us. Those are the bills that we have to pay in our lives. And most of those things that we just talked about, they're not easy to just say, oh, you know what, just get rid of that. You're not necessarily, hopefully, you know, you're not going to just say, you know what, screw my wife or screw my husband. I'm just just because we don't get along, you just want to try to work through those things. You're not going to just walk away from the job necessarily. But again, this is all part of now the self-evaluation. This is where, again, it gets tough because we do have to kind of consolidate these things. And we do have to put these things out there to say, 
what's really important to me. Because when we start getting to a point of where we're losing it mentally, we're losing it mentally. We, can, we talked about it. I'm going to keep coming back to that person. That's why I say everybody has a story to tell. Because that person who's on the street, who's eating out of the garbage can, they were there. They had that information to say, I'm going to tell you why I'm eating out of this garbage can. Because I had all of those things that you just talked about. I had all of those things in my life. And I was overwhelmed by all of them. And at some point I just said, I don't need this anymore. I give up. But you have to say, you know what? Do you want to get to that point? That's why this story is powerful. Do you want to get to that point? If not, now we have to really make some very, very tough what decisions. Big part of the principles of mental conditioning. We have to really make some big decisions. And those big decisions is going to be based a lot on our big picture. It takes a lot. Those three things right there. Self-evaluation, decision-making, and big picture is huge when we're talking about mental debt consolidation because you have to work hand-in-hand with all three of those things because you have to be able to recognize what your big picture is. That's those two things with self-evaluation. That's really coming up with that. And now you have to make your decision based off of that. And sometimes that decision may be... Now, again, we're not telling anybody what to do. I'm just using these examples of what could possibly happen. Everybody's decision-making is different. Everybody's situation is different. Someone may feel as though, you know, at this point in my life, you know what, my immediate family, meaning that my wife and my children are paramount to me. They are the most important thing in my life. So even though my father is does not like my spouse, my father does not get along with my spouse, my father does not... My mom and dad do not like the way that we are parenting our children and it's causing a conflict with my spouse. How do you handle that? Now, that's a tough decision because you may love your mom and dad, but through your self-evaluation, through your big picture, you're going to make that decision to say, you know what? The most important thing, I said it. I said it to myself. The most important thing is my spouse and my immediate family, which is my wife and my children at this time. So guess what? I got to consolidate that debt. And right now, that debt, that bill of my my, my mom and my dad in that particular situation, they're going to have to get consolidated. In this particular, now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you fully eliminated that. But again, you consolidated that in another pool that's outside of your immediate family, meaning that your wife and your children. You have to mentally put that to the side. And when you start getting those phone calls from mom and dad, like, huh. Junior, I saw, you know, how you yelled at the kids or whatever it is that they don't believe that you're doing a good job of. You can still take those phone calls. But mentally, mentally, you put it in a place that is consolidated where you can really mentally say, sure, my, I understand what you're saying. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hang up the phone and continue on with doing what you have to do. Not an easy thing, but it takes mental muscle and mental preparation and conscious mental training to get yourself to mentally start to think that way. That's debt consolidation. It's it's not necessarily something that you have to say. I think that's where we have to really be clear and be careful. It's not about, we make that mistake. Oh, when my mother called next time, I'm going to tell her off. That's not really consolidating the situation. Mentally, 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 you consolidate that situation by saying, you know what, I'm going to put it in a certain place. You can break that down to even more of a, a, a not so 
emotional situation. Sometimes, I, and I say this to myself sometimes a lot too, you see people go out to, to dinner, trying to have a nice evening, you know, maybe you're with your, your, your significant other, you're out just trying to have a good time, and something goes wrong necessarily with the service. Now listen, I'm a big pet peeve for service. I like to have good service. But how you let that affect you, that's really dead consolidation. I've seen people sometimes just completely fly off the handle inside of the restaurant and just go off and turn the place, make a scene. Right, that's cool, I guess, in a certain sense. But at the same time, guess what? What what sense did that? What was my big picture? What was my goal? My goal was to go out tonight, take a little load off with my significant other, and have a good time. Yes, something happened that I didn't like the service, but I'm going to deal with it in a certain way and put it off to the side mentally. If I feel like it's really something that bothers me, can I deal with that tomorrow? Can I call back tomorrow? Can I call the Better Business Bureau tomorrow? Can I call the supervisor tomorrow? Can I take it all the way up their corporate ladder tomorrow? Yes. But right here, tonight, I'm here to spend, in my case, I'm, a man, I'm here to spend my lady. I'm here to have a good time with my lady. So I'm going to debt consolidate the fact that this fork that they just gave me had food on it from the previous person. Yes, it's disgusting. I don't like that type of stuff. That shouldn't happen. But at the same time, I'm going to consolidate that debt. This is not an easy process, but it's really about the big picture and being able to recognize and understand where the big picture is and being able to see the light when you have that big picture. It's not an easy process. Mental debt consolidation is not an easy process, but I'm promising you that's an exercise that if you really, really go into the gym and give it a conscious effort, and it's not something that's going to come overnight, just like debt consolidation is not something that you're going to see the results from overnight. Because as I said, you still owe the 20000 20000 not going anywhere. You still owe that 20, 20 grand. But it's debt consolidation where they're giving you an option to say, okay, you was paying you know, uh, uh, $600 between all of the credit cards before. We're going to lower that to three fifty. So now I can continue to pay the 600 and I'm actually putting myself on a path to pay this off at some at some point. So I'm seeing a path to get to my big picture. The overwhelming feeling is when we're in our lives and we don't feel any path to be able to get to our particular picture. That's a very important piece to the puzzle. That's where we get to the point where we get off the course. How do we get back on the course? We get back on the course through that mental debt consolidation. Can we do that? Can we recognize that we need that mental debt consolidation. That is where we're going to end it, but I'm going to tell you that that is the beginning part of it because recognizing, 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 I'm going to say that two more times, recognizing, recognizing that we need that mental debt consolidation is the biggest piece of the puzzle. And that's the self-evaluation piece to realize I'm going to need to consolidate things. I'm overwhelmed with all of these different problems that are happening to me all at one time. Believe me, everybody, including myself, has gone down that road. I'm going down the road as we speak. And sometimes you just have to put things to the side. Some of us or worriers. I'm a worrier by trade, by just who I am as a natural. I'm, I worry about a lot of different things. So I have to really make the conscious effort to say, you know what? Don't worry about this particular situation. And sometimes I say that a lot. And sometimes people will say to me like, Yo, you don't really care about anything. It's not. I'm actually just the opposite. I do worry about a lot of things, but because I'm mentally consolidating my mindset that I have to say sometimes, I'm not worried about that right now. I'm. I, it's there. I'm recognizing, I see it, 
but I'm not worrying about that right now. I've consolidated that and put that in a certain place. At some point, if it's worth it enough, I'm going to get to it. But I have to consolidate that. And that process is difficult at times because we have to make very sharp and difficult decisions about sometimes things and people that are near and dear to us. Sometimes even at work, that's why, let me tell you, even when you see people working sometimes, I just talked about that example of how I really like, you know, as a pet peeve of mine to have good service and I don't accept anything less. But at the same time, my mindset is try to is a little empathetic to say we don't know what's going on with that person. Maybe that's this is their debt consolidation. They say, you know what? I gotta check out of this job right now. You shouldn't do that. Once you check out of a job, of course you should probably leave the job, especially if you're dealing with in customer service. I believe that firmly. So I'm not suggesting that it's okay if you're dealing with people and a customer any type of customer service or you're dealing with actual people, you probably should leave the business of whatever it is if you checked out uh, any anything you know in, in, in your job once you check out you probably should leave the job it's probably not a good um, thing to do but that does happen to where it's just you know what I missed that food on the floor because I've mentally checked out because of everything else that's going on in my life so I can't always say I don't have a clue how you can do that these things can happen to anybody just like again we take it for granted a lot of times. You see that person on the side of the road wearing our cars, our nice cars, and you see that person on the side of the road with that sign up. You know, I, I want some food. You're gonna have some food. I'm hungry, and we take it for granted. What, what's wrong with this girl? What's wrong with this guy? You out here with a sign talking about you want some food? What got them to that point? A lot of times, what got them there was their inability to have mental debt consolidation. This is why this is an important piece for us to be able to learn and to be able to recognize and to be able to use that as a mental exercise for our growth to be able to move forward in our big picture and use that. When we're sparring with other people, use that mental debt consolidation from their examples of what they're telling you. People, when you really get into good sponsors, they're going to share with you their challenges and, and, and how that challenges knock them out. Sometimes they tell you, I never got up from that. So you know what? Use that. I don't ever want to go down that road. So guess what? I'm going to have to consolidate this situation because I could see myself going down that same road as you just told me. But I got to mentally give that mental debt consolidation. So mental debt consolidation is such an important exercise for us. As I said, a lot of times I come on here and I keep telling you guys, we got strength of our, strength in our mental muscles, but I don't give as many exercises as I should. This was one of those weeks I said, you know what, I'm definitely going to go ahead and give a, a good exercise for you guys, a good exercise suggestion for you guys to use to be able to build mental strength. This is a very challenging exercise, you know, just like in physical exercise, there's some physical exercises that are really, really challenging to do. And this is one of those exercises that's really, really tough to do because it forces you to make some very tough decisions, some emotional decisions sometimes about things that you do care about. That's what makes it tough. It's not that I don't care about this particular situation that I had to consolidate, but I have to in order for me to go on, in order for me to keep on pushing, in order for me not to give up. So, But that's an exercise that we must use. And believe me when I tell you, when you can build that muscle, it's a huge muscle for you to be able to get, grow and go forward. Because again, as you push the levels of life, as you start to get closer to that big picture, the, the bills begin to pile up even more. You don't start getting less bills. You get more bills to the house. What do they say about money? More money, more problems. 
And this is very true of life. More success, more problems. As you push the levels of life, more problems. But if you learn how to consolidate, those are the things that you're going to be able to keep them in a fairly neat place in your mind. Not easy, ever easy, but it becomes a little bit more clear. Not easy, but a little bit more clear as to where this should be and allows you to keep looking down that path to that destination that we're trying to get to. So this is the Mental Condition and Gym Podcast for this week, our solo episode. Great work. I'll see you guys again right here. Hopefully you guys got something from that, and I really want you guys to practice that. I want you guys to use that exercise if you feel that that's uh, something that will work for you, especially if you're in those modes where you feel a little overwhelmed. So this is Mental Condition and Gym Podcast. My name is Elliot Allen. We'll be right here again next week with another powerful guest. Great sparring next week. Everybody have a great week. I'll see you guys again.